and was able to gain a 5,000% on his $500 investment. Not 500%. 5,000. 5,000%. I don't do toilets. What? Say that again. I said I don't do toilets. Wait, what's that mean? It means that I don't want to trade dollars for time. And I want my money to work for me. Hello and welcome to the I Don't Do Toilets, the podcast for you. You who want to retire the saying, go to school, get a job, work 40 years just to retire with a 401k. Generation X, we're specifically talking to you. And it's not too late to invest in yourself by working smarter and not harder. I Don't Do Toilets is a mindset change, a paradigm shift. And we're sharing our experiences and knowledge, giving you relatable and practical content towards financial independence. We'll discuss wealth building, real estate, investing, and everything in between. I'm your host, Andre, along with my beautiful wife, Maisha. Hey. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Listen to be encouraged and empowered. Hey. What's up? <laughs> What's up? Might as well say uh, how cold it is. Right. Let's I, talk about that. I know the temperatures are not up. Oh, my goodness. This is not what I signed up for when I moved to Houston, Texas. Well, I tell you. I don't quite understand the the whole concept of being on your own energy grid and and why we would do that. But uh, I do know to say the Texas has always wanted to separate from the union. So this is a good example. So we did. So we're the only state without power, 85%. 85% of the state of Texas at the moment of our voice or at the sound of our voice does not have electricity. Right. So we are sitting in our homes, cold. Cold. Temperatures dropping. Yes. Although the snow would have been great if if it if it landed well, I was excited about the fact that we were, you know, forecasting it four to five inches. Look. And then to wake up and only see a trace of snow, I was offended. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm a I, I'm not about the cold life. I'm just not. Like I I'm I'm pausing right now because I'm literally like cold. Yeah, yeah. We we hooded up. <laughs> we hooded up. I got gloves on. We got what three blankets on. Yeah. And you know the fireplace is is roasting, but you know that's where the kids are. Yeah. So uh, we are in our <laughs> podcast room trying to put a show together. So this will be and a we quick got a one. Good one. Yeah, <laughs> a quick good one. <laughs> a quick good one. <laughs> got to conserve our energy. Got to conserve the energy. Yeah, because it it is something just you you can't. I don't know. Just I'm so. I'm blessed. We're blessed. Yeah. We're definitely blessed. We can't complain because there's there's homeless people. Right. I, I mean, mean, we've always been a, a family or, you know, you and I, we've always looked at, you know, the glass half uh, full mm-hmm. versus half empty. Right. So we are definitely counting our blessings. We know that there are others that are not as fortunate. Right. So although this is something that is uncomfortable, Oh, it's very uncomfortable. <laughs> it, it is something that we've managed through. Yeah. And uh, now with the blessings of friends and family, we've even received a couple warm invitations that we're going to take advantage <laughs> take of. <laughs> we definitely going to take advantage of that. So Absolutely. Cousins. Shout out to all the Northerners who can bear this cold. I really, I, I respect that. Well, this ain't fun. That. Like I said, I, I I left the Midwest and up north to enjoy the sun. Man. And, you know, looking at the map for national map right now, 
only state that looks promising right now is Florida. I mean, Florida's in the 70s. I have you know. to get, get down there. <laughs> I mean, much of the United States is cold. It's just yeah. blue and blue and purple all across yeah. all across the nation. But anyway, what are we talking about today? So we are talking about why you should invest in the stock market. And today is a great day on, you know, stock market is green. It's a bullish hey, for some. Hey, yeah, the stock market doesn't care about freezing cold. Well, it doesn't. It, it, it does just not. keep, keep I mean, going. It didn't it care about Corona. Going. I mean, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just keep on going. So, yeah. but I mentioned that because although, you know, we can't be as active in the market as we normally are, mm-hmm. you know, right now we're just trying to conserve, you know, our cell phone usage and, you know, we're operating right now on battery backups. Uh, so, you know, we're not able to be in tune with the stock market, mm-hmm. but we're able to at least log in and see, you know, what our positions are doing. Right. And they're green. I love it. So while we're at home freezing, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we put our money to work and our money is actually out there working <laughs> and giving us some gains. Yeah. And we appreciate that. So that's what we're going to talk about today. But before we do that, let me go ahead and read our disclaimer. We are not financial, legal or investment licensed professionals. We are not psychologists either. Information we share is for education and entertainment purposes. Please do your own research and seek out professionals. Do your own diligence. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So we are talking about why you should invest into the stock market. Yep. And I recently attended a wealth seminar. Mm -hmm. And during the wealth seminar, that question was asked. And we were just blurting out, hey, this is the reason on why, you know, the individuals, the the, the facilitator asked that question. Mm-hmm. And audience was just, well, we wasn't, uh, you know, shouting out because it was a Zoom call. But we were just, <laughs> you know, thumb thugging through the, <laughs> <laughs> the chat. Yeah, we were hitting <laughs> the up chat. the chat. So here's some, here's some reasons on why people invest mm-hmm. or why they wanted to learn how to invest. Freedom, mm. ready to quit their jobs. To leave a legacy, retirement, okay. to buy real estate, which is, you know, kind of our move here. We're trying to, you know, yeah, absolutely. Uh, generational wealth, mm-hmm. another thing that we're that's in line with what we're trying to achieve, to give back to the community. Mm, that's and good. That's also something mm-hmm. that we are in line to, to, uh, to do, rather, uh, to invest into other businesses. So yeah. they want to raise capital in the stock market so they can invest into other businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, to have a better lifestyle. To what one said, just move my mama out the hood. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's hey, that's noble. Yeah. Yes, and to have the freedom from corporate America, so mm-hmm. to you know walk into your job and say, hey, you know what, I'm done. Or walk into your job and be like, uh, I wish you would say Ooh, something to me. I wish you would. I, I, I wish. The I wish you would. I wish you would. <laughs> so, uh, and then there was other things like to travel mm-hmm. and to you know spend more time with the family, but. Those are some things that, uh, that, you know, everyone was just shouting out. And that's the only things that I could document or that right. I had time to kind of jot down because there was thousands of us on the call. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also, you know, thousands of chat answers coming in. But, you know, for us, yes, for us, I think one thing is what we wanted passive income. Yeah. And we wanted to learn a skill that we can use as a life skill yes you know similar to a pump a plumber mm-hmm. so you a just, trade yeah a trade absolutely yeah. no pun so, intended <laughs> <laughs> a 
trade. Right. <laughs> and so it's, it's a skill also that we can pass on to our girls. And so I think it's important that we discuss that when you're learning the stock market, it's a skill that can be passed on generationally. Just like a recipe. Absolutely. You pass a recipe on big mama to mama mm. to now you're using mm. it and you pass it on to your your right. family, your children. And now you have this infamous recipe right. that's been passed on generation to generation. Mm-hmm. So our kids are young, mm-hmm. right? We got a sixth grader. She started trading in the sixth grade. Mm. Come on, where would she be by the time she's our age? Well, so I keep referencing Buffett. You know, Buffett, he took his first trade at age 11. Wow. He's 90. <laughs> okay. Wow. That never gets old. So that that skill set is what we're trying to, uh, well, we're actually in the process of teaching our children so we can pass that on. And that's like leaving a legacy it is. because we're giving them a life skill that will never mm-hmm be able to take away from you. Right. And that's what they used to tell us about the college degree. You know, they'll never be able to take your college degree away from you. (laughs) So. Which is true. It is. is It is. One of the advantages of trading in the stock market is the absence of having to go through the type of paperwork that you have to go through with real estate investments. Oh my goodness. Yes. So. Oh yeah. That's a huge one. That is huge. Investing in stock market and real estate investment. Those are primarily the, the two leaders of course, having a business. Uh, but as far as things that anybody can do, everyone can't get a business. Right. Everyone can't start a business. Everyone can't have a business. Mm-hmm. But the, the the two easiest keys to or the two easiest methods to wealth is through real estate mm-hmm. and the stock market. Yeah. And while we lean towards the stock market, we still have real estate because we, we, you know, we believe in having a portfolio. Mm-hmm. But the stock market is just easier to get into. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about credit score. Right. I don't have to worry about my debt to income. I just need to sign up, furnish my funds, or furnish the account with the funds I have, and get busy. And I don't have the paperwork. And you don't have to come with a, a bunch of cash. Yeah, no no crazy down payments. Yeah. No, no paperwork. No meeting with people to... Uh, what's the closing? What's the guy when it comes to the house? The notary. Yeah, it, it's just it is so much clearing title. Uh, it's yeah. A, yeah, yeah. So that's huge. Absolutely. So that's why the stock market is a lot more favorable. However, we are in the stock market in order to build some more capital so we can go out and purchase some bigger assets like right. storage units. Storage units. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So just wanted to drop that on you real quick. So what are some other reasons on why we invest? So I think the other thing is we we put our we talk a lot about putting our money to work. And one of the reasons why we invest in the stock market is because the stock market always goes up. So like you'll have red days, you'll have a, and you may have a lot of red days. But over time, if you zoom out like on the charts, ultimately the stock market goes up. And so if you were to buy something one day and hold it, it's going to go up. Yes. If depending on if you're picking really good companies. Yes. We're not talking about like horrible companies. We're not into the penny stocks. Although there have been people who have found success mm-hmm. in penny stocks, mm-hmm. and that's not our our focus. Right. So you know those we, te- we're picking good companies. Yeah, picking good companies. So um, the other thing is the different methods of making money in the stock market, and I think we we probably should mention some of the methods that you could, you know, make money in the stock market. Before we do that, let's just, I guess, recap. Mm -hmm. 
why we invest. Mm -hmm. We invest for passive income. Passive income. Wealth building. Yes. Life life skill. Absolutely. That not only that we can sharpen and we can hone, but we can also pass down to our kids. Mm -hmm. So that's huge. It is. Like really, you trade, I trade, and then our daughters trade. That's four people trading in the same household. I mean, that's a team right there. That's That's a squad. Talk about compounding. (laughs) Right. That's a squad. (laughs) So everybody has a family uh, or we we have a family that we're trading Mm -hmm. and everybody is doing their best to sharpen their skill. Right. You know, we got a, we got a, we got a squad. A squad. So the stock squad. Oh, I like that. I like that. (laughs) Team stock squad. Yeah. I like like that. that. Yeah. It's pretty fly. Okay. So. Let's get into the different methods. And there's plenty more. There's plenty, yeah. plenty more. We're just, these are just a few. Yeah, these are just highlights. So you have a trader, like a day trader, mm-hmm. someone that is glued to their monitor day trading. Well, technically, just, you know, they, they get into a trade and they hold it for a day. Real simple. Then you have a swing trader. Mm-hmm. Same concept, but now you just do it over multiple days. Right. All right. And then you have a scalper. Mm-hmm. which is i think more complex and more challenging as stressful. far as and more <laughs> stressing where you have someone that's trying to scalp mm-hmm. uh kind of think like you know super bowl tickets you know right. you have a scalper outside selling tickets uh in if, front of the stadium and it's more it's more like if you're familiar with uh stock charts if you're not familiar with it you can go to yahoo and look at a stock chart mm-hmm. and basically they're they're trading from candle to candle that's all it is. They're right. scalping. They're scalping and and doing it on the like the five minute chart, right. the one minute chart, Correct. small increments. Right. So again, that is definitely stressful. Mm-hmm. Uh, option trader, and then what within the umbrella of options, there's leaps, <laughs> there's verticals, right? Spreads, butterflies, iron condors. I mean, there's all types. I mean, the list goes on. Complex, complex, complex. Yeah. Cover calls. I guess that would fall up under options. Yeah. So, you know, high level stuff, very capable of learning and capable of succeeding. Mm -hmm. But again, that's going to take a skill set. That's going to take you learning your craft and sharpening and honing on the skill. Uh, We did mention the real simple basic is buying and holding. Long, oh yeah, long, yeah, yeah. Long term, right? Buy a stock, hold it. Buy it low, sell it high. And you over a you know a year, one year, a two year, five year, ten mm-hmm. year, or a lifetime. Right. So you think about you know stocks that uh, the Tesla guy, the Tesla guy, Elon. No, 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 not not Elon. Um, oh, the Tesla Air. The Tesla Air, <laughs> right, right. He's just been investing into Tesla, putting all you know yeah. money out of his check every mm-hmm. pay period. Over time, because he really bought into Tesla. He was an early, he early a, adopter. Absolutely. Of Tesla. So he he felt very promising. But you know, the one thing he did that was bad is he put everything in a Tesla. Yeah. Never do that. Never right. throw all your eggs in one basket. Right. But you know, he believed in the in in the company. He mm-hmm. believed in Elon and so forth and so on. And he was rewarded. Yeah. Recently. He's, he's a not a millionaire, a Tesla nair. Correct. And that's right. this is the guy I'm talking about from Wisconsin. Yes. We remember reading. So mm-hmm. again. He bought, he bought and he held. Right. And he's continuously holding. Now we <laughs> talked, we talked about in a previous episode, how we had the opportunity to invest in Netflix. And so that would be an mm. example of a buy and hold. At the time that we were looking at Netflix, it was around maybe eight to $10. Eight 
to ten dollars. And today Netflix is it's like five fifty. Yeah, it's over five hundred. I haven't looked at it, but it's yeah. it's crazy insane. Yeah. So had we just put a little bit of money in Netflix yeah. and just held it, right? You know, we will be reaping the rewards and, today and feeling very comfortable with it. But right. we didn't, and we live. We've learned and. <laughs> There's opportunities that will also be available in the future. Right. And that's one thing that uh, we, we try to pride ourselves on, at least try not to get caught up in looking at those missed opportunities mm-hmm. because there have been we there have been several we have missed on. Right. Uh, and but there's been a few that we've cashed in on. Absolutely. And we've seen that. OK, we just mm-hmm. need to uh, increase that few mm-hmm. and make it happen. Right. So ha- have we covered just the kind of different methods that you can make in the stock market? Those. Yep. OK. OK. So one thing that you have or that we were discussing or thought about was it's exciting to you. It is. Um, I naturally just coming out of being a, a lawyer by trade. Mm-hmm. Um, research is one of my things. Like I like looking at the companies. I like researching the companies. I like reading articles on various companies that I like to trade. Um, and then you put that with what we're learning on the technical side and it just makes everything so exciting to see that when you are researching a company and you see the technicals and then you enter into a trade with that particular company and it works out well, that's exciting. It is. It is. Uh, I look at it as a skill. Uh, I do get excited, mm-hmm. but I try not to be too excited. You know, I, I try to maintain. Totally opposite for me. Yeah. You know, you, you're, <laughs> you, you hit the roof when, you know, you see something go in your favor, very yeah. bullish, or even if you're shorting. So we profit. I say that when you see profit, you know, you are, I love it. you are through the roof. Yeah. And then when you see a down day, it's like, well, you took a major hit, man. And I can see that wave in your emotions. Mm-hmm. Whereas me, I was like, Hey, I try and I try to be consistent. Mm-hmm. You don't know if I made money that day or if I lost money that day. Right. But, uh, very confident in, in just what our skill set and what mm-hmm. we've been able to learn over the past maybe 15, 16 months. Yeah. So we started, we started August of 2019. Mm-hmm. So we're in February of 2021, so, you know, maybe 17 months or so. Right. But- and something, what you just said, like with me, um, being excited with profit or down on a red day, I know that about myself. And mm-hmm. so that's the reason why that I pick a particular types of trade, pick particular types of trades that I like. Um, because for me, more longer term or swing trades are are a fit for me. So, so Whereas the day trading, that's just too much for me. So you wasn't in the GameStop? No, <laughs> no, no, not my cup of tea. Yeah, GameStop. That's uh, too emotional roller coaster yeah. for us. Anything yeah. that's like a day, and sometimes even two days, is a, a, a little too small of a time frame for me. I need less stress. You're not in Bitcoin. No, not at all. That's too much. Not at all. See, I I rock with Bitcoin, but on a small scale. Yeah. Very, very small scale. You go. Very small scale. Before we transition into what what we believe are like fears of the stock market, Mm -hmm. there was one thing that I thought was also very instrumental in learning the stock market. It was the absence of isms. Mm. You know, for the most part, you're just 
an account number. Mm-hmm. All right. So there's no favoritism, mm-hmm. no nepotism. Right. Uh, there's no racism. Right. There's no sexism. Right. So, so, so those are probably the top and I'm sure there's more, but just, you know, thinking off the top, those mm-hmm. are probably the top uh, isms that we would deal with in a corporate America setting. Right. Nepotism, favoritism, racism, mm-hmm. sexism. Right. Uh, but classism. Mm-hmm. Now, there is a little bit of... There's a little bit of that. A little bit of that. Um, you know, you think about retail investors versus the... Institutions. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's... there's. I know there's going to be somebody who is going to disagree with us on the isms part. But the thing is, is that um, when you go to trade in the stock market, they don't know whether or not you're black, white, blue, brown, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you... They probably, and I'll give you that, they probably could guess. But the fact of the matter is, is that when you learn a skill, if you learn the skill well, you know what the institutions are doing. Right. And that's one of the things that we were taught. So we follow what the institutions are doing. We don't follow what retail investors are doing. And so if you know that skill, then the isms kind of go away at that point. Because you're following the institutions. So, yeah. So if, you know, I fill out an application, of course, my brokerage, you know, that right, has all right. the, you know, demographics that, that they require or whatever. But when I'm trading in the stock market, I'm just an account number. Right. But uh, you mentioned something about the retail investors and what do you call them? The other ones? Institutional. And who are the institutions? They're the banks, the Big hedge banks. funds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the JP Morgans. Billions of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So the big banks. Yes. And there are, and those, they're not individuals that are sitting at a computer trading. Right. Those are algorithms. Those are, those are institutions that are moving the market. So when you look at a chart, they're the ones moving the market, not retail investors. But as far as someone sitting down and actually keying in, in you know. Oh, no, yeah. It's, it's computer yeah, generated. Yeah, yeah. So it's all yeah. computer generated. So it's not like you and I. Right. Gotcha. 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 All right. So let's transition on to why people don't invest into the stock market. Mm-hmm. And for me, growing up, I was always told, hey, you can lose your money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was a fear put into me that. I should leave the stock market alone. Mm-hmm. And another, the second biggest fear was gambling. You know, mm-hmm. folks feel like that is gambling and it's not Especially gambling. Especially if you have the church, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Church folk, come on now. Church folk. Some some church folk, yes. not all church folk. That is not gambling. Absolutely. I mean, because <laughs> I mean, we, 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 we got an episode that's going kind of to touch on that yeah. in the future. But as far as fear and gambling, those were the biggest two obstacles on why I should leave the stock market alone. Right. What about you? For me, it was, um, it's fear. Cause like I didn't understand it. And then when I told my parents that I wanted to do it or my mom, um, she, she was like, no, uh, uh-uh, don't do that. <laughs> Cause you are just going to lose money. So it was fear because I didn't have the knowledge. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, as far as gambling, not so much. Cause I think I mean, I didn't, I didn't feel like it was a gambling type um, thing. I thought it was a skill that I just didn't have. So I was fearful of it. In addition to that, 
you'll lose everything. Did you ever hear that? Yes. You know, the stock market is going right. to crash. Right. <laughs> we know, right. We, know the, we know the stock market is not going to crash as in, you know, the concept that that is just going to go away. Right. It's going to drop down to zero. Right. You know, the stock market goes to zero. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's at 30,000 30, plus. Yeah. I mean, what's the 34? Why are you looking at it? So, S&P is almost a 44,000 or so. Wow. As far as the stock market crashing, there's there's preventative measures in place on a on a like a global market scale where they have circuit breakers mm-hmm. and they they're called you can actually look this up they're called circuit breakers to prevent the price from going to zero in the markets and so there's different levels and when you when you research it you'll see that there's different levels um, the other thing is on a personal level when you're trading you stop losses correct. And, and you use those quite a bit. I do, which is why I'm not in tune with having to look at the stock market each and every minute, all day, every day, which is kind of where I was at at this point last year, mm-hmm. uh, you know, which was, you know, when Corona hit and we was in the house for that March, April, May, mm-hmm. it was something that I was just draining myself from nine to three o'clock every day, trying to watch it and nah. That, right. that wasn't a lifestyle. Right. That wasn't no, right. That wasn't it. So once I've kind of, you know, gotten better with understanding, okay, this is my goal. If I want to make five hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, I can enter a trade. I can enter a stop loss, if meaning that if the trade doesn't go as I predicted it to go, or as my you know my knowledge and technical analysis is saying that it should go, and it goes reverse, which mm-hmm. happens. It happens. Your stop loss is your safety net. Mm-hmm. You will lose. You just won't lose as much. Right. And then, but on the flip side, if it goes, if the trade performs in the manner that you want it to perform, I can set in a stop limit and say, hey, I can take my money mm-hmm. because that's what I'm using it for. I'm just in there to get my money. And if it shoots up even higher, okay, cool. I've already made my money. Mm-hmm. But if it shoots down lower or it goes in the opposite direction, I have preventive maintenance measurements in place to right. keep me from going broke. Right. right. <laughs> keep my pocket from going to zero. Keep our pocket from going to zero. Exactly. So, <laughs> you know, that that that's really because another fear or another issue with the stock market is that it's stressful. And mm-hmm. I can I can attest to that. It is stressful. <laughs> the the emotion is high. Right. And I like to say that I, I, I mentioned that I, I like to be cool and calm. Mm-hmm. But, yo, you know, having to come to you and say, hey, I just lost you know, 20%. I just lost 30%. Man. And you looking at me like, dude, really? You still in the trade? For real. Like what you waiting on? I need you to get out. I need you to get out. (laughs) (laughs) Or uh, I tell you one thing for those, you know, game stops, Mm -hmm. these, these type of trends happen. Right. Where, you know, it catches fire. It's on the news. It's part of everyday conversations. Mm-hmm. And one of those ones or one of those uh, positions or companies from the summer was Kodak. You remember Kodak? Oh, gosh, yes. I was like in June, right? Yeah. And I was chasing <laughs> it. I was chasing it hard and I lost hard. You lost hard. I lost very, very hard. Yeah. That was a great lesson for me to learn and say, hey, you know, don't go chasing waterfalls. Let me just stick yeah. to the rivers and the lakes that I'm used to. And it was very similar to GameStop, GameStop because they halted the trading and everything. Right. Robin Hood failed. 
right. all of it. So which is why I didn't get into GameStop right. because I, I had already been, you know, smacked in you my- You got schooled. I got schooled <laughs> once, right? I got schooled <laughs> once and I just knew that oh, GameStop is not one of my companies. Mm-hmm. I know nothing about the GameStop. Mm-hmm. I know nothing about the, the history or how it performs. I'm not going to jump into that blindly right. and chasing waterfalls. Right. So the experience that I had with Kodak Mm-hmm. was very similar. Mm-hmm. But I jumped into Kodak because I was trying to ride the wave, ride the momentum, mm-hmm. and end up getting smacked very hard financially. I think another one fear that people have, another one, is that you need a lot of money. And 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 that's not the case. That is not the case. It's just not the case. Or that the stock market is for big money. Right. Which is not the case. We have a trading cousin, a fellow peer, yes. that started with $500. Did, slow that down. Started with $500. That's what he started with. He started with $500 in August, end of the summer, mm-hmm. and was able to gain a 5,000% on his $500 investment. Not 500%. 5,000. 5,000%. Which equates up to growing from a $500 account to a $25,000 account. That's a skill, ladies and gentlemen. And this is not paper money. No, this is real money. I go from $500 to $25,000. Right. It takes diligence. It takes hard work. It takes education. Right. To learn a lot of practice, a lot of focus, Mm -hmm. but you can do it. So the disclaimer or the the thought process of having, or you need a lot of money Mm -hmm. or you need to be or big money. It's not the case. Right. Start with what you can afford to start Mm -hmm. with and grow from there. And mind you, he took a class. Education's key. He got the knowledge. Right. He practiced what he learned. He did. And he put it to work in a live environment. And made five thousand percent return. That's 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 amazing. That is that is, in a short period of time. In in a very short period I of mean, time. We're talking four to five months, right? So you can spin that off and continuously to do that for right. the rest of your life. Yo, that's a right. big come up. As we close, what are some lessons that we can leave the audience with? I know a couple things that I've jotted down was you need to be disciplined. Mm-hmm. You need to have education. I mean, you, you have to learn if you, you don't want to just hop in. I think what we did when we first started trading, we were on Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. We, we saw how easy it was to trade, mm-hmm. uh, but we didn't really have an education on how to trade or really the companies to trade in. We were just trading companies that we were familiar with Correct. and not really informed on, although we think they're a good company, but they may not be a good company for trading. Right. You know, I'll give you an example like Coca-Cola. Right. You know, Coca-Cola has been on the Dow Jones forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Solid company, American brand. Yeah. Headquartered in Atlanta, does good things, but it's not a company that we would trade. Correct. Because it doesn't, you know, meet the criteria that we come up with for trading. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, another thing I believe was just risk management. Mm-hmm. Understanding risk management, understanding the psychology behind trading, why we do it what we're trying to achieve mm-hmm. and that has been helpful. And that's that all the comes, most important part, right? Having that mindset change mm-hmm. through just your psyche of understanding that you can do this, you can do this and you can do this and be successful at it. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen overnight. Uh, you put in what you, 
you get out what you put in and the more you put in, the more you should get out. Mm-hmm. Right. What are some things that you want to leave as far as lessons? Well, well, for me, I think that it was really important to understand what type of trader I was right. um, because yes. I started off wanting to be a day trader and it was so stressful for me because not only am I working a nine to five, but I'm sitting here trying to watch the market and do all. I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah. So especially with the home, with the kids at home. Yeah. <laughs> even, but even, even before we went on lockdown, right. Um, it's, it's just too much. And then being, you know, watching the price go up and down, it, that was, it was too much for my soul. Yeah. Your, your emotions <laughs> not built for that. Yeah. So determining what type of trader I was, was so important and it has been great because I know that I am not a day trader. So when I'm looking to get into a trade, I'm going to hold it for a couple of days. You will do everything right based on what you were educated to oh. do. And then the charts start going up and down, mm. uh, seesawing. <laughs> and then you start second guessing yourself. Yeah. Then your emotions kick in right. and it's like, yo, then you start to respond with either being impatient Yeah. Or, you know, just doing something silly. That was good. That's and, good. And yeah. then it's like, uh, I, then when everything settles, you be like, oh, man. I missed out. I missed out. Mm-hmm. Or I, I pulled the trigger too soon or whatever the case may be. Right. So that goes back to discipline. Mm-hmm. Just being disciplined. And um, what else do you have? Well, I think um, now that I've kind of flipped to the other side of doing options as well, that... Um, I had that knowledge of technical and now I'm learning more of the fundamentals. And so that has been very good in helping me to understand, am I really in a good company? Am I really, um, you know, that putting a value on a company and making a good decision about it. And once I feel good about the fundamentals of the company and then can see also the technicals, it, it's been a game changer because I really don't have to worry about it because I picked a good company. That's really important and great that you mentioned that because now you're looking at it from understanding whether you're a fundamental investor or trader versus a technical investor and trader. Technical, we look at charts. Mm-hmm. We're solely looking at charts and studying the charts. Fundamentals, you're into the uh, the the income statements, the cash flow, the P and E ratios, and there's I mean there's you, you get a group of ten people in a room, I mean <laughs> <laughs> there's ten different strategies, yeah. Okay, there's ten different strategies, uh, but man, it's feel like it got the temperature didn't drop. Has, it, has oh, it gotten colder? Cold. <laughs> we, we got to, we got to so bring this show up. to a close. <laughs> it's got colder, but you have those type of investors, and they're looking at different. Uh, elements to determine which approaches they're going to take. Mm-hmm. I think with technical, you have indicators, mm-hmm. and I, I guess that will be the equivalent of whether you are someone that solely looks at the RSI or uh, what's another indicator? And the, the MACD. Well, what's the one? The, the Bollinger, Bollinger Bands. Bands. <laughs> yeah, so, and there's thousands of indicators. Mm-hmm. So you just really need to get in where you fit in mm-hmm. and figure out what works best for you. And only you know that. Mm-hmm. And with a goal in sight or a goal in mind, that will help you determine on what type of trader or investment or investor that you want to be. Right. If you know that you don't have the emotional fortitude to, you know, watch 
the scale or watch the stock market go up and down, you might just be buying hold. Right. Set it and forget it. Right. Find you good companies and say, hey, I rock with this company. I believe in this company. Mm-hmm. And come back in three years and say, oh. <laughs> I rock with this company. <laughs> yeah. look, look at the come up. Yes. Last thing before we close is greed. Greed, greed, greed. It, I think it, it gets us all. But the stock market can humble us very quickly. Yeah. Very I think, quickly. <laughs> I mean, you talked about Kodak and I'm, getting smacked. I'm speaking from experience. Yeah. I got smacked in Wayfair. You know, you bring up Wayfair. We think Wayfair is a good company. But financially, <laughs> they haven't made a profit. Yeah. So, but, hey, you know, that they're, they're a good company to trade. Right. You know, because of, of, of the, the volatility. The volatility. They're a good company mm-hmm. to trade. But maybe something to invest in long term. Um, they have kind of interrupt or disrupt the, the industry. Mm-hmm. But for right now, looking at their financials, you know, they're not a solid company. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. anyway, anything we want to say to the people before we leave? Yeah. I want to thank you all for rocking with us. Um, if you would like to get in touch with us, you can catch us on IG at I don't do toilets podcast or you can send us an email with your feedback. And we also do listener letters. Um, so if you have a question or anything that you would like to ask us, send your letter letters or emails to us at I don't do toilets at gmail.com. And we look forward to you listening again with us and rocking with us again the next time. Next time it should be warmer. Oh, electricity be on. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. All right. I don't do toilets podcast. Peace. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Your time is valuable and we trust that you've heard content you find beneficial. We're passionate about living an abundant life through financial independence, living debt free, and enjoying the life we desire. Continue to listen, be encouraged, and be empowered. And show us some love by rating the podcast on whatever platform you're streaming. Give us a five-star rating, write a great review. And until next time, I don't do toilets.